Here's what's coming up on today's show. Unless you've hit the sell button, you haven't lost $1. Yep. So as long as you have a properly diversified dividend or income producing portfolio, your lifestyle is not going to change. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and joining me today on the show is our Chief Investment Officer, Keith Lockwood. Keith, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, quite the, the interesting time in the markets. That's why we pulled him away from his desk as he was uh, back there trading away. Took a little break to come on the podcast here and entertain some questions from me. So uh, appreciate Keith doing that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, exactly. So um, what we're going to do today is uh, kind of do a two-part series with uh, Keith and myself. Talk a little bit about in the, the first episode here, a little bit about what the markets have done thus far um, in 2022. And we are recording this as of May 9th. Um, a lot of the, the numbers we'll use will be probably as of you know, close of market May 6th, around that time frame. So again, we'll give you ballpark ideas as to what, what returns are and um, where we stand. But just keep in memory in mind that um, we're recording this on, on May 9th. So any predictions that Keith gets right, you know, he's, he's a genius. Any that thing that he got wrong, then, yeah, he has, a, he has an excuse then. <laughs> so Keith, I guess, uh, you know, when, when it comes to the overall volatility in the market, what are we seeing as kind of those the main indicators out there as to why everything's kind of acting up right now. I know there's a lot going on, but what have we kind of sifted down to say, all right, these are really the main points of interest that are really causing the markets to, to run crazy? Well, yeah, well, you know, I've talked about this many times. The market doesn't like unknowns, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's where the volatility comes in is when there's unknowns. And there's basically a three-headed monster right now with inflation, you know, wearing its ugly head. When is that going to subside? And has it? You know, have we hit peak inflation already? Are we going to hit peak inflation? We'll get into that a little bit here in a second. Uh, the second is the supply chain problems. I mean, we're still having supply chain problems that've been going on for 24 months now since the pandemic, and with the lockdowns in Asia, I mean, that causes major, major problems around the world. Um, so when you have a strong consumer, which we do right now, demand is high. (laughs) When the supply chain can't keep up, you're going to have problems. That kind of leads back into your first, you know, problem. Um, And the third one is still the, you know, the Russia-Ukraine war. Just just too many unknowns there. And it's not really economic unknowns. It's, you know, Putin has nuclear weapons. Yeah. Like... The human unknown element. Right. Yeah. Is he just... (laughs) something going to flip the switch and go right. off his rocker even more and, and cause that problem. So sure. um, so that's kind of what's causing the unknowns and causing the, the problems here with the volatility here, you know, in the United States and across the world as far as markets. Yeah. And as, as we're recording this, um, you know, the markets uh, as of, you know, what I think is May 6th close, I'll give you rough percentages. S&P has been down about, is down about 13, a little over 13%. Year to date, the Nasdaq's over twenty, about twenty-two percent down, and then the Dow's just about nine and a half, ten percent down um, thus far year to date. So we've seen pretty big swing, Keith, early on in the year. Um, you know, is that just you know again with all the unknowns going on, and mostly you know that all kind of hit in April. Was there a reason that it was just like peak 
you know, volatility in April or anything significant there. Just kind of, you know, think the situation's got worse and worse. Yeah, I mean, that's when sort of didn't know what the Fed was going to do. Yeah. Right. How fast were they going to increase if they were going to increase? You know, how long they're going to increase that sort of thing. Um, inflation, my opinion is pay, that's peak inflation. Okay. There's going to be that, that last number last month. Um, I think the inflation numbers come out Thursday this week. Yeah. Um, they're already looking. And if you look at some of the, the companies that have announced, um, you know, I think Tyson Foods announced this morning where compared to last month, their cost are down and the demand is down eight to 10% across the board, mm-hmm. you know, for, for all their food. Um, and that's, that's just the most latest. There's been other companies that are basically saying the same thing. Their costs are down, you know, 10, 20% from the previous month. Um, so that that's looks, a, that's a big swing. It is. It's huge. Yeah. Um, so it's looking like the, the demand is starting to come in a little bit, whether that's because inflation is high and things are costing more, that's probably what happened last month is mm-hmm. just that peak unknown and the market being down is this is normal. Sure. Right. I mean, we, we, <laughs> I mean, we, we forget that, you know, I as mean, investors, what, two years ago, we were up 28% or 25%. Last year is like 22. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a normal pullback during a bull market. Now, is it still a bull market? We don't know, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not like this is something that's completely out of whack. It doesn't happen all the time, but still happens. Right. Um, and you had a lot of companies that were completely overvalued. Mm-hmm. You know, the Pelotons of the world, the Roblexes of the world, the companies that had, you know, pretty much no positive cash flow. Yeah. And just trading at ungodly numbers. You know, you also had, you know, last month was also when the, the Robinhood people mm-hmm. and the Reddit people, like, all their gains from two years are gone. Right. You know, so you've got newbies in the market that were, you know, touting how well they're doing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now they have a losing position. Right. They probably get scared to death and just get out. You know, so. <laughs> that's, and I think you're also seeing like finally um, there's, you know, the, the there is no alternative you know, where we've said that for so long, right? When the feds keep kept interest rates down for so long. Now you, know, you start scratching your head, right? When the two to three year treasury is starting to almost hit three, it, it may be. It is, it's three, two, is I it, think okay. this morning. So, you know, it, now is there an alternative? You know, are we starting to see some sell off in the market for people going to quality yet? Or, um, you know, do you think that will kind of steepen some of these, these losses here or no? Well, a lot of the shift has gone to the value names, those defense, those defensive yeah. names. Um, so those, those really haven't been hit and, mm-hmm. and even oil and gas or names are mostly positive. So a lot of the money has shifted that direction. Um, I mean, corporate, corporate bonds are down 10 and a half percent this year. I mean, that's, that's crazy to think about. That's, yeah. that's worse than the Dow and it's pushing the S and P. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, you know, that's the other, where do you go? There is no like safe haven. That's kind of leads to kind of, you know, have we had that capitulation yet? Right. Which, for most of the market, we've had, but the defensive names are still positive. Still now, yeah. now, uh, oil and gas names are getting crushed today as we speak. So that's actually a good thing, yeah. right? Because that is we saying, okay, is it true 
capitulation, like mm-hmm. in the market where are we kind of maybe seeing that bottom or getting closer to it? Yeah. And just like anything else, you know, you can't call a top, <laughs> right? Nobody, you know, how many people are out there in January saying, yeah. hey, we're at the top, right? Or And you really can't call bottom. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but you can kind of see some writings on the wall saying, you know, it might be a good time to go in and start nibbling a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, on good quality names. You know, go, go back in and buy the Pelotons or the Roplexes <laughs> or, you know. GameStop. Right. Um, now, do you think it's something to where, you know, you – you know, should be overweight anything right now or um you know in times like these this is where you know obviously our phones get busy and and you know moves are our clients want moves to be made but it's also the the worst time to be doing stuff but um you know keith do you think there's is there a sector you like more than any other right now is it time to get defensive or um, you know, are we just kind of staying the course, trying to buy our good value names at good prices? Yeah, I've always been a big believer in diversification. Okay. I mean, and that's been, you know, you've heard over the last few years, the barbell approach. I've never really, mm-hmm. you know, bought into that, you know, where you're, you're heavy on, you're either, heavy end, on right? either end mm-hmm. and two different, you know, sectors. But, you know, diversification is proven true right now. Right. Um, where if you were had growth names and had value names and had different sectors, um, make sure you have that exposure. You're not down 13, 14%. Right. Now you're down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's inevitable. Uh, but you're not down 13, 14% as long as you're diversified. Right. Um, and, and with that diversification is, you know, is also having those good dividend paying companies, right? Because that's going to help you you know, that's going to add three, four percent to your portfolio, right? Just because, you know, the company's paying you to hold their stock. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I'm sort of that will always be a big believer in that diversification. Now, you know, that the whole the, the whole old school sixty forty yeah. portfolio in retirement. I'm I'm not a believer in that. It's more of a seventy to seventy five. You know. 30 25 mm-hmm. portfolio that you can still get a good income producing portfolio reduce your risk a little bit as far as long as you're diversified so yeah and i think that's what it all boils down to right is is for the the younger client out there with all the time in the world and and you know retirement is you know 20 30 years down the road you know just let it ride right, right? you know why not be a little bit more aggressive especially in times like this where there's buying opportunities now for the retirees which is the bulk of our clientele I think the important message is, is, as it always has been with us, is you know we're still going to try to find the best way to get you income in retirement. And if we stay disciplined, especially in times like these, we'll make it through the other end, right? We lived through a COVID uh, when I think the markets were down 35%. And our, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Keith, I don't think any of the companies we had in our portfolio cut a dividend, or, you know. No, no, I mean, even the oil and company, oil and gas companies, yeah. the big three didn't even decrease. Um, and that's when oil, oil was, oil negative, was right? negative. It's very rare for that to happen, mm-hmm. uh, for a company to to decrease or stop doing the dividend. Those are usually sacred at most yeah. places. Um, it's going to have to take like a, you know, a GM when they went under through bankruptcy and coming back out. Sure. Where, you know, they still don't pay a dividend as, after they've came back out. Um and they paid a healthy dividend before that. It, that's basically the only time that those things uh, really occur. For the big companies like yeah, that. Yeah, right. You know, and, and you got to remember, the market's up eight out of ten years. Yeah. It's still true. 
Um, it's just being able to get in at the right time and understanding. Mm-hmm. And this might be a good time to you know reposition things. Okay, I got you know DraftKings wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all right, let's just get out, take the loss, and reposition. You know, I, I couldn't get out of DraftKings you know, six months ago, right? Because Amazon was thirty five hundred dollars a share, right? <laughs> I can get out of DraftKings now and get Amazon for twenty two hundred or twenty three hundred dollars a share. There's an opportunity there, mm-hmm. you know, a Fastly or a, you know some of those names where you're like, all right, the high growth names didn't work, the ultra growth names. So yep. now's a time. Is it time to reposition and take advantage of these and lower na- lower numbers on these good names and. You know, like we usually keep a decent amount of cash just for this opportunity in sure. our portfolios. So, yeah, that's kind of what you're looking at. And, you know, you just got to be a little patient right now. Yeah. And, you know, time time is always on your side. But we always know, you know, 2008 lasted how long? You know, 18 months. Right. Right. Seemed like it seems like it's still lasting now <laughs> if you listen to the media. Um, and that's 15 years ago. You know, I was in the business in 2002 2001 mm-hmm. when you know 9-11 and the dot-com blow up like you know we got out of that <laughs> pretty quick it it's always one of those things it's 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 gonna sound terrible because it is people's money but yeah. it's always blown out of proportion sure right because it's always gonna come back and yeah. it always has and as long as you manage it correctly and unless you've hit the sell button, you haven't lost one dollar. Yep. So as long as you have a properly diversified dividend or income producing portfolio, your lifestyle is not going to change. Right. And I think for all those reasons you just mentioned, your article would not have gotten any clicks. <laughs> We're saying, well, the market's going to go up. It's up eight, eight out. No one's that doesn't get anyone's attention. We talked about this in the past, where you know the the media is. A lot of the takes a lot of the blame, or should take a lot of the blame, when the markets react because they they drive the fear and the panic in the average investor. Um, whereas you know, that, but that's the the clickbait, you know, we call it here, and and um, that's going to drive traffic to their article, to their site, to to hear their message, and um, of course, someone's going to call for a market crash or something like that to to get some traffic there. And we live in an instant gratification society yeah right ever social media that's what that proves you know right instagram facebook tiktok all that stuff right that's that's not people's normal lives you're seeing the best of the best right (laughs) they're not showing their worst part of their their life on there so it's instant gratification and and you know it's instant news right you know it's not where you have to wake up on saturday morning to see what the stock price did you know it's literally you click a button it's 30 seconds delay nowadays um and, you know, I mentioned this earlier in, you know, a piece we put out, you know, it's that casino mentality, right? That's what we got right now, right? I'm either going to go, I'm all in, or it's going to be right now, you know, deal that hand of blackjack or spin that roulette wheel. I want it now, right? right? I'm either going to lose it all or gain it all where that's not how this works. It's a slow, steady, you know, gain where your lifestyle is not affecting the income still coming in and it's very very boring yeah. like the stock market has never been a get rich quick Mm-mm. idea right you know that and unfortunately that's what most people think it is and it's always going to go up and i'm always going to make 20 percent, and yeah that's not realistic and i think that's kind of the a good way to wrap this one up keith and kind of position into the the second series here um 
but you know, kind of rewind real quick and look at just look at 2020 with COVID, and I mean to to imagine that we went down 35 percent, and how long that felt, right? You know that that was about a month from top to bottom, I think, but yeah. it felt like an eternity, and then. We, we, what did we finish up that year? 20, 28%. 28% positive. So, I mean, for us to live through this currently, even clients living through this currently, feels like an eternity. You know, we still could finish positive this year. We don't know, right? We're, we're going to talk about that next um, to see what kind of what Keith's thoughts are is where we're heading in 2022, and then maybe take a look into 23. Now, again, I'm not sitting here saying we're going to finish positive, but we're looking – um, to, to get Keith's thoughts as to what he sees, because again, overall, we still feel that the economy is strong and positioned um, to be profitable. Uh, we just have to make sure that like everything else, we stay invested during these times. Well, that's the point, right? Yeah. Just imagine if you got out during that yeah. month when it was down that amount, because once you get out, you're not going to get back because you're in the in your mind. Yeah, you're going to say, "All right, it's going to come back down again. Can't keep going up. It's going to come back down again." I mean, what was the Dow down right. to like eight, 19, 18? Yeah. Something like, like, like that. Like it was like, and it's, by the time you say, okay, now, now I feel okay getting back in, you've missed most of the, <laughs> the gain up. Yep. You know. So, all right, Keith, well, we'll wrap this one up. Um, we're going to uh, talk about uh, looking forward for the rest of 2022 um, and, uh, and on the second part of this uh, two-part series. So uh, stay tuned. If you have any questions or want uh, any help with, uh, anything financially related, you can reach out to us at 330-473-1060 and go to our website. That's www.bashrock-fg.com and check us out there. Um, stay tuned for part two with Keith and I. I'm looking forward to it, Keith. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.